happened in the 90s. This is Stephen Matt with Happened in the 90s, a show where we talk about things that happened in the 90s. Now, when you buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1, you'll get Sonic 2 absolutely free. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains, embarrassing bald spots, no problem. It even slices and dices, makes thousands of julienne fries. But wait, you can play it too. This free Sonic 2 is a $54.99 value. You get two Sonics for the price of one. Sonic 2 fits easily into any tackle box. Made from a space-age polymer plastic for years of family fun. And pets love it too. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Wiener Dog Sweater sold separately. guest starring Tom O'Rourke. Uh, Tom O'Rourke plays Jameson, uh, Jameson uh, Winston, no, not Jameson Winston. <laughs> I was like, Jamie is, <laughs> Jamie is Winston, god damn. And all his teammates are looking Jamie is Winston was in fucking Fresh Prince way back in the day, guys. And, and all of his teammates were looking at him like, what a fucking tool. Like, what is, what was he trying to accomplish? Was that supposed to be the W or some shit? Like, what? Where is Jamius Winston now? Is he even playing NFL? Well, he was in the Saints. Uh, uh, he was okay. back in a breeze, but you know, I, I don't know. He, he might still be there. Uh, He's like Teddy Bridgewater White. He just never got injured, you know? Yeah. Un uh, anyway, <laughs> man of Florida. <laughs> Teddy, what was this guy's name again, though? Uh, his name was Tom O'Rourke, and he played Jameson Whitworth. Totally not Jameson uh, Winston. Um, not the and, same. Uh, Tom O'Rourke, he is. Uh, he, he was. Uh, he, he was on the tour. He, he was on the acting circuit in the '90s uh, and into the 2000s. He was in Guiding Light, Growing Pains, Twin mm -hmm. Jump Street. Uh, as Captain Clarence Nelson, and uh, not too many white guys named Clarence. Uh, L.A. Law, Life Goes On, Step by Step, Wings, No Rose Place, The Commish, Dream On, Law and Order. He's, uh, he was on every show in the 90s. This guy is the 90s, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. What's this guy's name again in real life? Or is that his name? He said his name's Tom O'Rourke? Tom O'Rourke, yeah. He's no longer with us. Um, Rest in power, dude. You fucking, how much money did you leave behind? Hey, man, he was a working man. Word to Getty Lee. And, uh, you know, Tom O'Rourke, he plays uh, Jameson Whitworth, Uncle Phil's, uh, one of his clients. Uh, Uncle Phil is uh, part of the defense team or legal team for Jameson Whitworth. Uh, but Jameson Whitworth is, uh, he believes in good luck and he believes in lucky charms. And uh, he really creeps the family out. Uh, Vivian Banks uh, on Fifth uh, doesn't think too highly of the man. Uh, she thinks he's a creep. He's a, a peculiar fellow. Uh, I mean, she just th she's just shitting on him. She doesn't even have any sort of patience about it. She's just like, ooh, who that guy? Fuck that guy. That's basically her vibe about this dude. Yes, and he's very superstitious, and uh, but he he befriends Will because of a couple coincidences. He thinks Will is his good luck charm, and he lets Will make some major decisions. Uh, and hilarity ensues. 
And I mean, first of all, let me just say that um, Whitworth for sure traffics humans in some way. I mean, there's some going on here where this guy's making money like this. And, uh, you know, the thing that stood out, first of all, a guy like Tom O'Rourke, I wish he was alive to just tell the tale of the 90s because this guy apparently was just hip hopping through <clears throat> the studios in LA just making it like get Tom on the phone we got we need a white guy get a get Tom on the phone we need a rich guy you know he yeah. was living the the life really I mean and he had a certain prototypical look to himself where you know he could be used for different stock characters uh, yeah very uh <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like a like a very like Sam Elliott type I bet he went up against Sam Elliott a lot because he he's just like a white, dignified mustache. Maybe not Western Sam Elliott, but just that type of dude where it's like, he's older, he's rich, he's maybe, this is not evil, but I could see him being an evil like billionaire and a lot of shit, you know? Yeah, or a superstitious uh, client of Uncle Phil. Uh, you know, now he first gets on the will uh, when they're playing golf. And ironically, uh, Will says, I'm not cool with carrying golf clubs. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and uh, little did we know he would play Bagger Vance years later. He, he played, I feel like Legend of Bagger Vance was based off this episode because all he did was what he does in that movie, which is take a breath, chill. See the, see the golf course. And that's exactly what uh, Mr. Whitworth does. And then, you know, I got to say, Steve, I'm a golfer. I don't know if you golf. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, if you hit a hole in one, I mean, even if you go putt-putting and you hit a hole in one, it's exciting. I get it. There's a lot of, you know, it doesn't happen a lot. But for a man who's a... I, I would assume a multi-millionaire of some kind to then take whatever that is and say, I'm gonna let you make all my decisions because I got a hole in one near you one time. Again, that makes me question what his business is because there's got a guy that's just making decisions like this. I would assume he's taking a lot of L's because what you, what you haven't said is that before Will was his financial advisor, yeah. It indicated that his stuffed dead dog, Sparky, was his financial advisor. So he'd take tax advice from his dog. Uh, he got hit by a truck. Uh, he had his pet dog stuffed and kept him in his office. Um, so he takes a lot of gambles. And, uh, you know, that, that's the life, I guess. I mean, let's let's just talk about Whitworth here. Are we talking like an Epstein type dude where you Will. go a little deeper and maybe Will's like at a party there's you know a lot there's some people that are like a little nervous to tell him them why they're there you know like that type of thing or is this all up on the up and up not quite Epstein but I, I do know he's a freak we both know that uh, him and his wife are freaks because after Will laced him with game uh, he said he, he, hit, he had sex with his wife three times I mean <laughs> dude this, is this guy's a legend, dude. He's letting, first of all, he's taking advice from a younger man and then he's applying it to dick his wife down. So first of all, that's hard for any man to do, just straight up take advice like that, so. And this is before Cialis. What, I mean, 
And also, um, I gotta say, this is my conspiracy theory of this episode that kind of ties into what you were saying about Aunt Viv not liking this guy and just sort of having a dismissive attitude. Yeah. This is what I think happens. These guys are all rich socialites of LA or in Bel Air. I think what happened was they're, you know, they're at a party. Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil are hanging out with Whitworth and one of his like thoughty like side chicks and something weird happens like they got into like maybe a little swing situation and Aunt Viv just wasn't feeling it so I think like a lot of the animosity you're feeling was because maybe there was like a weird orgy situation that happened and it's it could have been like an eyes wide shut thing we were talking about that earlier. So, and, you know, it's, it's Jameson Whitworth and, and Gargamel uh, knocking at the door. I mean, and I got to say, if Uncle Phil's in an orgy, I mean, visually, it's not it's not a great thing. But if you hear a man with like that kind of voice just busting, I feel like that that's got to just sound like it's like a, a lion roar or something like He's the overweight lover, man, uh, you know. This is James Avery we're talking about. The voice. You don't. Strong. You don't think he's doing like some Bing Rames froggy style baby boy stuff? Because I feel like he's got the Chris Farley like athleticism, even though he's heavy. Where maybe that's happening. I'm. Yeah. I'm throwing that out there. I think he, him and Aunt Viv's hot. So she's got. It can't just be the money. No. You know. No man. He. He's. Uh, he has the agility of Chris Farley. I, I can see it. Yeah. Sexually. Sexually. Maybe not. Like, he's ain't playing basketball, but, like, when he, when Viv's like, Phil, come upstairs, you know. Yeah, it's basically I, like that meme that was going around last year, just that big black dude with, like, a fat hog sitting naked on the side of the bed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? No. Steve, you were alive last year. Are you telling me you don't remember that? The guy sitting on the bed. He, I think he's dead now. God damn it! Mm, I'm not gonna share it on the screen. I'm not. We'll, it's, we'll dismiss this. Never mind. Never mind. Stricken from the record. Uh, you know, fun fact about uh, James Avery. I realized he was the voice of Junkyard Dog too back in that uh, that Hulk Hogan cartoon back in the day. Really? I feel like he was. Uh, you know what's also weird? There's a guy who is a voice actor named Kevin Clash. That's the guy that does Elmo, right? I don't, I think so, but if you look, I think if I'm thinking of the right guy, Kevin Clash almost looks like Uncle Phil. Okay. And Kevin Clash was the voice of Shredder in the cartoon. Uh, Kevin Clash is, was Elmo, or he is Elmo. You're right. Okay. But, you know, there's another king of the 90s, Kevin Clash. Yeah, now uh, he's the, uh, the pariah, one of the what, what did he do? Oh, he got caught up years ago uh, for diddling children. There was uh, one of his uh, young assistants. Uh, what? Him of, uh, yeah, doing some naughty Wait, things. his young assistant? Uh, it was, I don't know if it was an assistant or... Uh... Kev, come on, man. Yeah, he was doing some unfavorable things to uh, someone who, who didn't accept those advances. Um, Kevin Clash. Uh, let me just say that Kevin Clash still works for the Jim Henson company though, so apparently it couldn't have been that bad. 
but he did resign from his role on Sesame Street in 2012. So yeah, PBS can't have that. Uh, <laughs> and also, I gotta say, sorry, Kevin Clash, and you know, sorry, Uncle Phil. Uh, Kevin Clash, I thought he was heavier. He's not. So never mind what I said. Okay. It's going off the rails, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm just throwing out disinformation out here. Kevin Clash is fat. Uncle Phil is a part of. He can do froggy style. I mean, these uh, are we're gonna talk about. Man, uh, yeah. Kevin Clash had a sexual relationship with Sheldon Stevens uh, when Stevens was 16. Mm. Um, there's there's a lot to be yeah. said. Come on, you can't be on Sesame Street and be doing this shit. What is going on? I mean, six. Fucking Kevin Clash. God damn it, Kevin. Back to fucking Whitworth, dude. Other than, so he's got he he gets Will in his clutches. He starts like using him as some sort of lucky rabbit's foot, right? So he Will gets he hits a hole in one. He's like, holy shit, Will. You know, you're gonna. I forget the exact chain of events, but then all of a sudden, Will's going to his office. And he started, he's, he's sent there by Uncle Phil because Uncle Phil's worried that the relationship's weird. Yeah. And not in like a sexual way, like Whitworth is just trying to use Will for like financial advice, which is insane because he's a 17 year old kid. Yeah. Um, so Will goes to his office. Again, it's that very Tim Burton-ish. Um, Batman Returns office where it's just like some weird white um, you know business multi-millionaire businessman's office he's got his dead dog on the shelf he's got some weird stock computer and Will tries to talk him out of being a, his financial advisor but every word out of Will's mouth is yet another reason why this guy wants to invest he says a number it's Whitworth's favorite number, you know, seventeen. That's like a a sign that. I feel like he's satanic. I feel like I'm changing it. I think Whitworth is into Satanism. So like all these signs and all this like shit, where it's like, oh, this is my favorite number. I'm gonna do seventeen million in investments. Like maybe that's some weird like Satanist shit you figured out. Yeah, that it's a part of that cult. They, they maybe they are a satanic, uh, like S and M, uh, you know, kind of deal on some eyes wide shut shit. Oh they slaughter the hogs' heads. Will get out of there. But anyway, so Will instead of going out of leaving this office and just saying, you know what, man, I'm 17, I can't do this. Um, Will comes back looking like Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. He's fucking dripped out. He's got his like three-piece suit on. He's got a brick phone. He's living that Bel Air lifestyle. And uh, he he just fully, I guess, maybe like got inducted into the Illuminati or whatever. But he's, he's now a multi-millionaire's financial advisor simply because he's lucky. Yeah. And uh, Uncle Phil demands that, you know, he, he call this shit off, man. End this, man. This is ridiculous. This is and Uncle out. Phil's like, I can't. He's not the judge yet. See, no. I always remember Uncle Phil as a judge of some kind. But no, he's just a fucking guy. He's a lawyer. So he's all he's all about saving the account. Even though this guy's like clearly some kind of whack job. 
But at this point, all bets are off. And uh, it's like, hey, we got to just cut this cord now. Uh, and Uncle Phil demands that he ends all of this. Uh, but instead, uh, Jameson tell, has Will deliver the news that Uncle Phil is fired. You know, we're not going to do business anymore. Uh, you know, and, and I feel like that's kind of cowardly. You had Will tell his uncle that. You have a, you fight, you have, are a millionaire. So I assume if you're a millionaire, having a law, law office on retainer for, I think they said it was $20 million a year. Something crazy. I, I feel like you can just sever a tie like that, you know, off just, <laughs> and you definitely can't do it in that way where it's like, I know we have a business relationship, but you know what? Hey, 17 year old kid, go tell your uncle, I'm really doing business anymore. That's $20 million deal we got, fuck that. Tell him, like, what? Man, low hanging fruit, I swear, those satanic uh, sheep. I mean. That's just a show of their character right there. And also, here's what I hated, and this is what I thought was so hilarious, and we can discuss what the possibilities were, but, of course this goes bad, right? You know, Will, Will buys into it, but I, you know, Uncle Phil, the mighty fucking badass that he is, he's like, no, this shit ain't happening. And they, they get it, they put it into it. <clears throat> but as that's happening, uh, Whitworth starts losing money, obviously. Yeah. And the coward, basically like i don't know what he was gonna do i mean we've indicated he might be a satanist he's obviously a billionaire he might have had will killed but he's like hey kid i'm losing money you owe me money and it's like, you owe me 14 like dude like but but will has five he had five on it so i mean he tried to hook the guy up with some cash but here's my in my head, what I was asking was, if this guy makes money and Will's the financial advisor, does he get money? Well, if, the, if it went well, would Will be compensated, do you think? Yeah, is this a per diem, a commission of sorts? Was uh, it just the suit? Like, because the suit was fly. I mean, I would love that suit just now, but, you know, that's just not where we're at. I don't know, but I feel like maybe this this could have gone a different way. Like if this was LA Law at this point, Whitworth closes the door and like slices Will's throat or something. Yeah. It might have yeah. happened. He could have gone full Gargamel and just straight put him in a soup or something and just fed him to Uncle Phil, who knows? But you know, because of Uncle Phil, they had a come to Jesus moment. And he says some straight, like, look, dude, all of your ideas are asinine. The superstitious shit has to go. And, uh, you know, basically stood on his own. Like, you know, he said some shit, some real shit to Jameson uh, Whitworth, and he stood on that shit. And, 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 I, and I, like at the end, you know what? It all worked out. Cause he got a job back. Like, you know what, Phil? You, you tried to talk me out of this insanity. You're my lawyer again. So I wouldn't dis, does he, he, I think even Uncle Phil at the end's like, it's all about that bread. Like he has like some kind of sentence, like statement about that at the end. Like, even if this guy's crazy, like oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to do business with the guy anymore. I'd be like, if this is how you are, I really don't want to represent you. Cause you're probably going to do some insane shit. And I'm going to have to try to get you out of jail, but. 
well, well, Uncle Phil told him his birthday, and he was like, oh, your birthday's- That's what it was. You're a Capricorn. And he was like, uh, and that's what he was like, that's my, that's one of my other lucky signs or some shit. And then uh, Vivian's like, but you're an Aquarius for, for such and such money. Shit, I'll be a Capricorn. Yeah. We living in that mansion, Viv. Shut the fuck up. Here's what I wanted to say about this episode, though, that I forgot. I mean, as a kid, you don't really like register this stuff. Uh, Will and Carlton were supposed to be teenage kids, 17, and they look like they're 40 years old. I mean, mustaches. It's tough, man. It's really tough to just like, if I was at their high school, I'd be definitely intimidated, even by Carlton. I mean, like, this is a full grown man. Like, I I don't know what I'm going to do here. (laughs) You in the 10th grade, you look like you got warrants. Yeah, dude. Like, did you get a divorce? Like, are you okay? Man. The Jack situation where you're just like hyper aging or how the fuck you in grade school with liver spots? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I mean I, I noticed that. That's what jumped out to me. Um I gotta say on Viv just looking fine as hell. I'm sure she still looks pretty good. I didn't watch the reunion. Um yes. you know, but I I, ha- I want to, uh, I just haven't done it yet. So but I gotta say, this was a wild episode. But to me, um, in terms of does it does it hold up? Yes, I was laughing my ass off the whole time. Yeah, same. Does uh, season is the best. You know, it's just like Fresh Prince is one of those. It's like Martin to me, or you know, I'm. I, this is gonna sound very weird that I, this is my range of shows, but you know what? I'm gonna fall on the sword. I also think Frasier is also a timeless classic. You can say what you want, but. I, yeah, I take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Fresh Prince, Martin, these and Frasier in the same mix. It doesn't really seem like the right, like something's wrong there, but you know. Yeah, I totally wasn't expecting you to say Frasier. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, home improvement. But like, even that, I can't really tell you if that holds up, but like Martin, definitely does and fresh prince in that same vein does just it, there's really no drop off there's some references and like obviously the fashion and stuff but i was loving this shit. it was a blast from the past i haven't watched a lot of fresh prince in a long time so um i loved watching see uh, one of the fr- i mean season one dude for right from the get-go this show was just killing it it, it was man uh, you know, it, it's if it's not my favorite season, it's one of them. It, and shout out to Carlton's purple sweater in, in the opening scene. Mm. Uh, you know, I know it's called the Fresh Prince, but there are times when each cast member is wearing some dope shit. And Carlton's purple sweater, like he's he's worn a couple different things. That were like, dude, I could rock that shit. I mean, here's the weird thing now. Like now, some of the shit he was. I mean, obviously he wore a lot of like fucking suits and shit, but. I think you'd be surprised if you went back. There's probably like a lot of fucking like fashion forward people that are wearing shit he wore in that show. And it's like high fashion now, you know? You're like cool if you wear it. He had a couple fly ass polos, man. I mean, as a fat guy, I love rocking polos. Polos hide the fat better than a lot of things. Not the Carlton. Carlton, Alfonso Ribeiro, like that guy's, he's good, man. He's locked solid. Me, I was rocking a polo for, it wasn't for fashion. It was like, that's what they sold at the big and tall. So, yeah. 
you know, it is what it is. But salute to the fashion. I mean, I to me, the standout was Will's suit. You know, I just, I, I find a nice tailored suit, very fly, the brick foam, the Gordon Gecko look. I enjoyed that, so. Yeah. Takes you back to a good time. Yeah, man. Cocaine, Pizza Hut, Ninja Turtles, you know, a nice ecto cooler, a nice tall, cool ecto cooler in your glass. High C, dude, the Ghostbusters fucking high C. Dude, they, they got to bring that back. I, I was told they have, but I have yet to see it in person. Um, you know, I'm sure it's at a Piggly Wiggly or, you know, whatever area market you, you're around, Kroger. It's got to be. I mean, it, it, it's, please like, bring it back. Bring If it's not back, bring it back. I, I don't even drink high C, but I will buy a case of Ecto Cooler if you bring it back. If they could keep bringing back this rinky-dink-ass McRib that tastes like barbecued napkins, they could definitely bring back the ecto cooler. The only thing that you should be eating at McDonald's is a filet of fish. Okay? Dude, I will eat a fish's pussy before I eat a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a McRib, dude. I'm I've I'm out of that game. I haven't had I never had that. I mean I'll go I'll eat, I'll take a 20 piece McNugget to the face, but Oh dude, in, in one sitting. I saw when we went past one one time, I think we got a shake or something last year, like last year, we got a shake, but uh, I think I saw they had a 50 piece McNugget. And I was thinking to myself, like at my fattest, I could just, I would eat a 20 piece nugget, a large fry and a large drink. But if you put a 50 piece McNugget in front of that version of me, I probably would have eaten it. And I would have been, I would have been looking like Jabba the Hutt by the time we got to college, dude. We all, we all starving. Yeah. <laughs>